Hello, everybody, and welcome back to True Time. For most people, the beach is a place to enjoy and relax, but in this case, it became a nightmare. This is the story of Lindsay Cutshaw and Jason Allen. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing this week? Hopefully fantastic. I hope so, too. I'm Avery. And I'm Dylan. And thank you for listening to True Time. (laughs) Yes. Hello. Uh, If you could hear that meow, it's because we got our kitten. We have a special guest on True Time (laughs) today. (laughs) Don't know how much these mics will pick up. Yeah, he's across the room right now, but he's meowing. (laughs) Yeah, so... Finally, we have our little dude. Yes, it's it's been it's been crazy, but awesome. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Yeah, he he has a lot of energy when he does have energy. Yes, he just crashes (laughs) hardcore for like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. And then he wakes up and is ready to go Mm -hmm. all over again. Zero to 100 and then zero and then to 100. It's a lot of fun, though, I would say it is. I'm really happy with how he's been adjusting. He's super curious and yeah. has gotten pretty comfortable really quick. Yeah, he has. Everything we read said it would take about like a week. Mm-hmm. But within 48 hours, he's been throughout pretty much the entire house and feels pretty comfortable like going off on his own and walking around and eating and drinking. Yeah. So it's been nice. And it's really sweet because you can tell he loves to go wherever we are. Yeah. So he'll follow us around and he loves to snuggle with us. He sleeps with us in bed already. He does not like to be somewhere we aren't. So (laughs) that's why he's down here with us right now as we're recording. Yeah, he still has this little chirpy meow like he's calling for his mom, but he just expects attention. Yeah, here he comes. <laughs> so you might hear some meows throughout the case. So I hope you guys don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> but we're super happy. And today is Easter that we're recording. So we hope you all had a wonderful Easter if you celebrate. If not, I hope you had a nice relaxing Sunday, a nice spring day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weather hopefully is nice where you're at. Yeah. We finally have a sunny day. So mm-hmm. we're going to enjoy it. Be outside, be with family, so. Have some goods. I made a yummy dessert, hopefully. It looks yummy. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) So share with us if you did anything fun, if you made any good food or desserts, please feel free to share with us anything you had going on this weekend. Yeah, for sure. But with that and little Kaiser meows, are you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So... Our case this week begins in August of 2004 in Jenner, California, a small, quiet beach town with a population of a little over 100 people. That's really small. Yeah, super tiny. Lindsay Cutshaw was originally from Fresno, Ohio, and Jason Allen was from Zeeland, Michigan, so both of them were from the Midwest. In 2002, 
The two met at Appalachian Bible College in Mount Hope, West Virginia, and right away they clicked. And um, sorry for anybody from that region. I know some say Appalachian, Appalachian. I've heard both. both yeah. But I think it's preferred to be announced Appalachian. But I just learned Appalachian when I was <laughs> learning about it in Spain as a kid. So sorry if I said that in an incorrect way. But their bond was formed over their love for Christian ministry and adventuring in the great outdoors. In only six weeks, they were engaged and had set their wedding to be in the fall of 2004. So we jump forward two years later in August of 2004, and Lindsay was 22 and Jason was 26. So the couple had decided to spend their summer together volunteering as camp counselors at Rock and Water, which was a Christian summer camp located in El Dorado County, California. They enjoyed leading rafting and rock climbing trips with the campers, according to sfgate.com. That sounds like a dream as a kid. Oh, I for always sure. wanted to go to a camp like that. That's extremely adventurous. Or, yeah. That's not some arts and crafts That's what I'm and saying. I would s'mores. I love that. That sounds like a great time as a child. Yeah. If you are brave enough to go for it, that would have been a really cool summer camp. Mm-hmm. So it was a summer full of adventure, and choosing to make the most of it, Jason and Lindsay decided to take a small weekend road trip to explore San Francisco and visit the nearby California beaches. For the couple, this was going to be a fun trip before their wedding in about a month. On Saturday, August 14th, in San Francisco, they explored Fisherman's Wharf, where they purchased hot sauce and other various famous attractions around the city, like Alcatraz and the Golden Gate Bridge, according to sfgate.com. As the day began to end, they were heading north and decided to stop in Jenner. The couple had chosen to stop at a motel called River's End, but unfortunately, there were not any rooms available. With it getting late, Lindsay and Jason didn't really have many other options, so they decided to use their sleeping bags they had in the back of the car and camp out at Fishhead Beach for the night. Oh, no. Yeah. That That would not be me. No. Oh, hi, Kai. He's now up here with us, so you actually might hear his meows. So, unfortunately for the couple, that would be the last time anyone would hear from them. When Jason and Lindsay didn't return to Rock and Water at the time they said they would, which was around Sunday at 5 p.m., the camp notified Lindsay's mother, and a huge search began, according to the cinemaholic.com. However, four days later, on August 18th, a sheriff's helicopter was dispatched to respond to a call that had been made about a man being stranded on a cliff near Fishhead Beach. It was while the helicopter was circling over the area, they noticed two bodies on the beach below. Oh, gosh. The bodies were identified to be Jason and Lindsay, and they were still zipped up in their sleeping bags. Oh, my gosh. Police immediately began an investigation into their deaths to understand what could have happened to two unsuspecting tourists. So they were just like sleeping on the beach in their sleeping bags. Yep. What the heck? I know. There's no way. What year was this? 2004. Mm, Maybe people were a little more brave back then, but. Yeah. I mean, in the moment when it's kind of the only option you have and you're adventurous, it sounds exciting. But yeah. I'm a little more of a warrior, so I don't think I, I could have done car, it. If anything, yeah, maybe not even that, but I know it's scary. 
it shouldn't even be like that to begin with, but yeah, it's true. just kind of the world we live in now. Yeah. The homicide detectives from Sonoma County were immediately able to rule out the possibility of a murder-suicide due to the way they had died. Mm-hmm. Their autopsy report revealed that the couple was most likely shot late in the night of August 14th or early the morning of the 15th. Who just goes around walking around there like, hmm. And an I? extremely messed up person. That's, yeah. We'll get into it. Most people would be like, I don't know, the cases we've had before, they are, they're excited by like attacking someone or something like this. But this sounds like they're just sleeping in their sleeping bags and got shot. Yes. I don't know for sure, but. Both were shot once in the head at close range with a forty-five caliber Marlin rifle model 1894, according to medium.com. This was a pretty uncommon gun, typically a gun ranchers would own, so if the police could find the owner of the murder weapon, then they would most likely find the killer. They went door-to-door in the homes in the town of Jenner to try and see if they could find the gun, but they never did. As police examined the crime scene further, they realized this couldn't have been a result of a robbery either because none of Lindsay or Jason's belongings were taken, and the Ford Tempo they had driven in was still parked about a quarter mile away on the highway near them, according to sfgate.com. Another note was that neither of the victims showed any signs of sexual assault. There also weren't any signs of a fight or a struggle either. So it is like he just walked up there and shot him. Yes. That is so messed up. So police were left with no evidence pointing them in the direction towards a motive. And it was illegal to camp on the beach, but with that stretch of beach being relatively unpopulated, it wasn't abnormal for hitchhikers and drifters to end up sleeping there. So police considered that a drifter could have potentially murdered the couple and left but there wasn't much other information to go off of from there. Hmm. Some physical pieces of evidence police gathered included a visitor's logbook from the beach. In it, Jason wrote, quote, I've just spent two awesome days with my fiance, Lindsay. Can life ever be so perfect? End quote. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I know, just a young couple in love, having fun, about to get married. And this just... Some terrible human being takes away their lives is heartbreaking there were also some strange journal entries found and drawings of a devil in driftwood dna evidence from a bottle of a unique brand of beer was also found and a hat was seen near where jason and Lindsay were discovered yeah but like they're saying there's just like drifters coming mm-hmm. in and out of there exactly so unfortunately with it being a public beach it was almost impossible to decipher if these findings were actual evidence related to the murders or just trash mm-hmm. jason and Lindsay were very open with their religion and were happy to share many conversations about it with whoever they came across so police and their families wondered if this had anything to do with their murders yeah so many questions didn't have answers and all people could do was speculate With the lack of evidence and witnesses, the case started to go cold quickly. Under the California governor at the time, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger, a $50,000 reward was posted for anyone who could help lead to the arrest of the person responsible for the deaths, according to sfgate.com. That's just so weird to hear about, like, 
Arnold being. I know. And then I think the story last week, the, the, the attorney, the general attorney was Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's interesting where these people were at in their careers. Just a peek through history on these people yeah. that you hear about all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to kind of associate people you are familiar with, like what they had to do as part of their job sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You wouldn't realize like that Arnold would be intertwined in something like this. Yeah, like, like offering a $50,000 reward mm-hmm. to help find information for this couple. Yeah, you sort of see that their reach is broader than you sort of realize. Mm-hmm. So police kept an eye on some drifters who had had run-ins with the law in that area, hoping one of them would be who they were looking for. Years started to go by, but there was one drifter who police were searching for since he had been responsible for an almost identical murder on Vancouver Island, British Columbia in 1972, where he killed college students who were camping on the beach. Oh my gosh. His name was Joseph Henry Burgess, And on July 16th, 2009, he was actually killed in a shootout with law enforcement in the Jemez Mountains in New Mexico after attempting to break into a cabin up there, according to Medium.com. Oh, gosh. The police tested his DNA to see if it was a match for the DNA they had collected from the crime scene, but unfortunately it wasn't, and police were once again back to square one. With years still going by, investigators never stopped trying to find the person who took the innocent lives of Jason and Lindsay, but tips and information came in less and less. They were still hopeful the case would be solved and even kept pictures of Jason and Lindsay in their office cubicles as a reminder, according to sfgate.com. Dang. On August 15th, 2014, the 10-year anniversary of the couple's deaths, Lindsay's parents, Kathy and Chris, decided to honor the day with a vigil at the beach with 60 of their friends and family members, according to sfgate.com. Ten years had come and gone with the case still being unsolved, and it was difficult for the families. Lindsay's parents relied heavily on their faith to get them through the unknown times, but her mother, Kathy, said, quote, There's this homesickness that's deep in your heart and doesn't go away. We fall out of our chair crying sometimes, every holiday, every birthday. On my way home from work, I just heard a song and I started crying, end quote. Nothing in the case would change until a few more years later in 2017. On a completely unrelated call on March 24, 2017, the Sonoma police responded to a 911 call. When police arrived, they found a man named Seamus Gallen who had been shot in the chest in his mother's home with an AR-15. My gosh. He was pronounced dead at the scene. His older brother, Sean Gallen, who was 38, had shot him. With the same gun? The AR-15. Oh. (laughs) For some reason. uh, Yep. You're thinking about the... Yeah. Marlin rifle. Yeah. So yeah. those are two different guns. Yeah. You said the AR-15 and I just completely it's neglected okay. that. No, it's okay. <laughs> so he fled the scene, but since his mother was home and called 911 pretty quickly, the police were able to track him down nearby and he was immediately arrested and brought in. So Sean Gallen was no first time offender. He had always been on the police's radar. Sean Gallen had self-proclaimed he was a survivalist, but anyone who knew him testified to how extremely unstable he was. 
He claimed that after he took an extremely large dose of LSD in the early 2000s, he was never the same again, but psychologists contributed to the fact that his mental illness was already developing, according to PressDemocrat.com. He had hoped to move to Oregon and start a family, but ended up moving back home after the incident. In 2009, he was actually convicted of assault with a deadly weapon because he shot a man he didn't even know in the head with his homemade bow and arrow through the soft top of a convertible, according to Medium.com. What the heck? Yeah, extremely messed up. Fortunately, the man was only injured, but Sean did spend three years in prison for the assault. You should spend longer. Oh, I agree. Shooting a man it's attempted with a- murder. Yeah. I'm glad that guy survived. Yeah. Yeah. And even more unsettling was the police had actually found Sean in 2004, just days after the murders of Lindsay and Jason. They had found him walking around the same beach, dressed in camo, carrying a gun, according to Medium.com. What the heck? They decided to search his apartment to see if they could find the 45 caliber Marlin rifle, But what they did end up finding was even more disturbing. According to Medium.com, they found tons of ammunition and other weapons, a tub filled with matchsticks, lead pipes, and tons of dead animals around the apartment. What the heck? Like complete filth. Despite all of that, though, police still couldn't find the gun they were looking for, but they did find stolen weapons, so he was brought in and charged with that. While he was in jail, however, he called his dad and asked him to dispose of other guns, one of which being the 45 caliber Marlin rifle. Oh, damn. His dad didn't know what Sean had done with that gun just a few days prior, and after already being charged for having a stolen weapon, he listened to his son and got rid of it. The father then ended up seeking help of a social worker since he was worried Sean would hurt his brother Seamus. The irony. <laughs> When the social worker went to do a home check, their mother wouldn't let them in. And in 2005, so only a year later, a family friend of Sean actually went to police telling them about his tendency to torture animals in a horrific way and that he had asked his dad to throw away his guns, so they felt that he may have been responsible for Jason and Lindsay's death. Mm Mm-hmm. The mother of Sean's second child actually threatened in a Facebook message to go to the police with proof he was involved in the crime to collect the $50,000 reward, according to PressDemocrat.com. Okay, but why would you post that on Facebook? No, in a message. Oh, I was like... No, not publicly. I thought you were saying she had uh, just made a post. Yeah, no. In 2013, Sean's father found a poster about police searching for the 45 caliber Marlin rifle, and he obviously remembered that being one of the guns he disposed of for his son, so he confronted Sean about it. Shortly after, he committed suicide, and many believed that the realization of his son murdering that couple years prior was his breaking point. Oh, the dad committed suicide? Yeah, oh, after gosh. he found out about the gun that he had disposed of for his son. <sighs> That's terrible. Yeah. This had a pretty massive impact on Sean since he felt responsible. Throughout the years, he would also be charged with theft, drunk driving, and hunting without a license, according to Medium.com. Bro, this guy needs to be 
not in the real world. Yes. He didn't even believe he was in the real world to begin with. He was somewhere else. But now we're back in 2017 after he had been brought in for the murder of his brother. Police clearly always had suspicions about his possible roles in the deaths of Jason and Lindsay, and they wanted him to talk, offering him deals if he would. At first he declined, but then he changed his mind and sent a letter to the sheriff's office asking to finally talk. Police discovered that he was actually responsible for another crime that happened in June of 2004, so just a few months before the murders. Oh my. Sean had built a homemade bomb in a box and set it on top of a car that belonged to a man he had gotten into a bar fight with years prior. Bro. However, that morning, the mother of that man's children went out to use the car, and she was the one who ended up suffering serious injuries. Oh, my gosh. Sean told police that him and the man had actually made up, but it still bothered him. He said if the man, quote, hadn't started trouble in the first place, this wouldn't have happened, end quote, according to PressDemocrat.com. Then came his confession to the deaths of Jason Allen and Lindsay Cutshaw. He told police that night he saw them lying there and made the grave decision to head back to his car and grab his gun to kill them. Why, though? No real reason, but nothing that's justifiable. There's nothing that ever would be, but nothing he says even makes sense to an average person. I don't know. I know that nothing would ever make sense, but sometimes people say like weird, crazy things, but this was just nothing. He didn't know these people. So he said he shot Jason first at close range, and this awoke Lindsay, and she sat up looking at Jason. Right before she could even comprehend what had happened, Sean shot her too. Oh, my gosh. He then retrieved the shell casings and put them in a can that he disposed of. He told police where it was, and they found that can and shell casings in a blackberry thicket not far from them, according to PressDemocrat.com. When the police asked him what his motive was, he said it was out of spite. He said they were ultimately the ones responsible for their deaths because they had chosen to camp on the beach despite the signs that prohibited it. Bro. Mm Mm-hmm. He also told police that his brother Seamus was responsible for his own death as well. Saying Seamus had held a grudge since they were children after Sean punched him once. (laughs) Sean said, quote, if Seamus would have just gotten over it, this would have never happened. End quote. (sighs) Sean ultimately hunted innocent victims and never showed remorse. Since Sean confessed, he was charged with three counts of murder and one charge for attempted murder. He was given a plea deal for pleading guilty, so there was no need to go to trial. Sean Gallen was given three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole and an additional 94 years for the attempted murder and other crimes in July of 2019. Oh my gosh. With each life sentence, one for Jason, one for Lindsay, and one being for Seamus. Mm -hmm. At the sentencing, Lindsay's mother had brought the wedding dress she would have worn to show Sean. Oh, wow. She said, quote, they had a future. They had a future in ministry. They had a future in their marriage. 
They had a future with us, my grandchildren. The emptiness of this dress is what I wanted to show, end quote. She also sent Sean a Bible and reminded him to read it, according to abc7news.com. Lindsay's father wears her engagement ring on his pinky finger in honor of her. Jason and Lindsay's families were thankful that the young couple finally saw justice about 15 years later, but they will always miss the light that they brought into their lives daily. That's so crazy. I know. (sighs) It's just, it's heartbreaking that such innocent, pure life Mm -hmm. and then just an absolute madman. Just happens to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. And to go that long without ever knowing what happened. Mm -hmm. And then they, 15 years later, have to hear especially for Lindsay's family when they had to hear in court that she actually like shot, like shot up, like sat up, like mm-hmm. after she heard the gunshot and like before she could even be aware of what was going on. I just, I just feel like it's so hard to like hear it and understand what happened in those moments after not knowing anything for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just awful. Yeah. But it is, one of those cases where, you know, you're glad to see justice finally served. Yeah. Yeah. To someone who fully deserved that to finally catch up to him. And I wish it could happen sooner because he obviously was not being a normal or good no, citizen after that. he had serious like, issues. He was still causing trouble and stuff that, that like if he would have been at least caught in those moments. I know. So what's crazy to me, though, is that they actually found him a couple days after the murder walking on the beach carrying a gun. And they still couldn't find anything that would have led him to be, I guess, connected to the murders. So they just had to let him go despite how strange that was. They could just charge him with the stolen weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking at the time. Like if they could have tied him to it or not, but it's such a small town. I mean, the odds of somebody walking around on the beach with a gun, wouldn't you push that a little bit harder, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But it is just heartbreaking to know that like everything that happened after the fact just had to finally lead to that point i mean you know it's great they saw justice but i guess the point like had to murder his brother and everything to finally get to a place of closure is just really frustrating Mm -hmm. so it is good to read that the families you know have done their best to make peace with it but then you read things where you know it still catches them off guard every day yeah i mean it's sort of impossible to just block that out yeah And just like, I mean, I feel like we can relate to being, you know, that young couple, like planning for a wedding. You just have this whole life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And just to like watch that be cut short, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I think it's really important to take away to stay safe in these situations like we talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like while camping out on the beach and even just camping in general, like you don't realize how many dangers are around you and it's not even animals that are the problem or 
whether it's other people, it's kind of just a scary realization. Yeah, it is. Like, I know a lot of these cases have always, you know, true crime at its core is about the evil and other people and, but something so innocent, just two people camping out on the beach, didn't do anything, didn't know this person, weren't even from the area. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. But that is this week's case. And I don't know, it's kind of upsetting. Like I, These cases are hard when I found out it was a cold case that was kind of solved. You know, you get excited, like the family saw justice, but then when you just realize how simple this story should have been like this couple should have just camped out on the beach and then went home. Like Mm -hmm. it was such an innocent situation. It's hard to like realize. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like most of these are like that though. Yeah. Like even the survivor ones, like, or the one that we did earlier where she was saved because of her location. Yeah. She was just going to a grocery store because she she didn't feel good. good. And she just went to a grocery store and got kidnapped. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it just these stories like how innocent people are in their day to day lives, just doing normal things and how you can do your best to take all these measures to be safe and, you know, make sure you carry around self-defense items. But ultimately, it's terrifying to know that you just can't always trust the trust the other people around you. So, mm mm-hmm. But with that, I know it's kind of a down case, but hopefully, you know, I think it is important to lean into justice being served as well. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we'll move into our question of the week. Sounds good. So, of course, it's Easter. <laughs> we just wanted to know what you guys got for Easter. What did the Easter bunny bring you? <laughs> <laughs> Whether you and your spouse just did it for each other you got a little easter basket from your parents yeah like just let us know we always just or i mean my family always did just like small fun things just to play around with during the day or with each other yeah and avery just did some small baskets for each other and we're going to go over to her parents and she said that she has a basket for us as well so yeah that'll probably be more of a grown-up basket yeah it could be alcoholic beverages and yeah i think we've mentioned it before we haven't spent easter together because i was back at college last year mm-hmm. but um yeah my mom did give dylan an easter basket since they celebrated together last year and um he said it was an adult beverage easter yeah. basket <laughs> but yeah it was nice we did a little self-care gifts for each other yeah. and some other stuff like that so it's super exciting yeah it was it was it was fun. Yeah. We just, had, we just had like a small budget just mm-hmm. to get each other some practical but fun things. Yeah. And Dylan got me a lap desk. So it's like a hard top, but like underneath is like a pillow. So now I can happily write the podcast when I'm not at work from the couch with Kaiser snuggled up next to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She likes to work on the couch. So yeah. Dylan's not a couch guy. He no. loves his desk and his computer. But for me, I don't know. I just get so uncomfortable. <laughs> so I like working from the couch. But now this will elevate the experience. <laughs> <laughs> a new level of comfort. Yes. Comfortable, comfortability, <laughs> comfortableness. I don't know. Yeah, you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a really good little 
a fun spring gift type of thing. I don't know. It just made me really excited to set up for Dylan. And yeah. Yeah. So let us know if you guys got anything fun, how your Easter win or anything like that. And we hope there wasn't too many interruptions from baby Kaiser. Yeah. He, uh, he decided to walk around on the desk yeah. and step on things and there's going to be a little bit of editing involved yeah. in this podcast. I don't know. You might hear some choppy parts, and it's because he decided to walk on things. So yeah, Of course, at the last two minutes, he passes out. Of so. course, yeah. <laughs> he's been awake the whole time, and he's now asleep on top of the table. So, Yeah. That little stinker. All right. So. <laughs> so we hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening, and be on the lookout for some pictures and maybe videos of kaiser <laughs> yeah Alrighty. thank you guys for listening bye everyone bye